What is up, Make Community? It is Trevor DeVage. Back for another episode. I got I got two of my favorite people right now on the microphone with me in this podcast. I've got to my left, I've got Amanda Nelson right here. And I've got to my right on the Zoom screen, back in his little little square. I feel like it, it feels like Hollywood Squares. Um, my man Dylan Mitchell, still in San Diego. Um, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. My square is a comfortable square. Uh, your square looks like a comfortable square. You're wearing a Belfast sweatshirt that nobody can see right now, except us. Um, is that a, what kind of what hat you got on today? I'm just curious. It's backwards, so you're going a little OG on me today. It's my San Diego one. Ah, Padres. Ah, San Diego. That's good. You get your Padres hat on. Um, so I will now call you Father Dylan for the rest of this uh, rest of this episode. Um, so we, a lot of things going on on this episode. So you got pay attention, lock in because there's so many moving parts to this. Um, we've kicked off our churches left the building series. Oh yeah. Um, and week one. Um, and Dylan, you're way out there on the coast, so I don't know what you know or don't know right now. But uh, we started this week with we scatter. To, because people matter is what we're talking about. Scattering for, for people that matter. And um, we, we hit a lot of things. First of all, I, I threw seeds at people. Um, there was that. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that's always fun. Entertaining. I to, when I get to throw things at people, that's how actually I kind of met you. Yep. I threw bread at you um, yep. in, the, it, in the crowd. It. You did catch it. You did eat it. Uh, you caught it better than most of the kids that played baseball that were sitting in your section. Um, so anyhow, there's there's a lot of things in this series. We're talking about getting people out of the building, getting people out of their comfort zones, getting people out of uh, out of basically just just sitting and taking in church. It's it's the epitome of why we started this podcast, Dylan. Um, yeah. That we're we're really telling people go and make, not sit and take. Like we are going to be makers of disciples, not takers of all things spiritual and get spiritually fat and never exercise our faith and, and all those kind of things. Like, like Amanda said this morning, she was struggling to get her microphone to, to adjust because she said she's getting older and has it worked out and weaker. And, and, weaker. and so, uh, and I told her all of those statements were true. She's getting older and weaker. And this is how I start my day with yeah. pleasantries with you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm basically Barnabas. I'm yeah. the encourager. That's what <laughs> I, I do. Love it. Um, <clears throat> those sound like the opposite of words of affirmation. Okay. Uh, it just depends on who you are. You know, if you're an eight like Amanda and I, we hear those as game on. That was yeah. awesome. Let's do that again. Yeah. Um, Dylan, what what are you on the Enneagram? I can't remember. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say. Because I'm an eight, I don't care about the other numbers. So I'm going <laughs> to. I'm just good. joking. That's not true. That was very eight um, joke of you. Are you a nine? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, see, she's a, you're an eight, nine. No, I'm an eight, two, seven. Mm. I'm an, I'm an eight, seven, two. Yeah. I'm a nine, one. Nine one. one. Hey, if there was another one, you'd be an emergency. <laughs> Remember that show? Back? Did you you guys aren't old enough. Never mind. Well, you're not that. Remember old. Rescue Nine One One? Yes. I used to love that show. That's come a great on, show. It come on after Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. And Unsolved Mysteries scared the living daylights out of me. Still scares me. Me too. The music and yeah. Robert Stack's voice. Yeah. Next on, and I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I don't watch that. At night and time. my mom and dad would be gone, yeah. and I, for whatever reason, I put it on, and I would run down the hallway really fast yeah. to go to the bathroom, and then I'd have to turn get back. I turn turned every light on in the house, like. You just swore I was having a party, but I wasn't. Just me. I always um, feel like somebody's behind you. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. Do you close the blinds or leave them open? Because I'm like, if I close them, I can't see who's out there. But if I leave them open. They're staring at me. I can see them staring at me. Freak me out. What are we talking about? Uh, churches left the building. Yeah. Um, not the church is trying to get in the building and scare the living daylights <laughs> out of you, but churches left the building. So, Amanda, we, we talked about a lot of things in this message. Anything you want to unpack in that for you were sitting in the room? 
Yeah, I think unpacking that we need to understand that everybody matters. And you talk about that, but we are very judgmental people and we forget that. Wait, we, what's this we language? Dylan and I are not judgmental. Um, weak, old. We already we were already t- Those are things this. you said about yourself. I was just affirming the things you were saying about yourself. That's true. Either way, we are judgmental people <laughs> and we forget that everybody matters and sometimes people come from different circumstances in their childhood and it makes them who they are or we look at people like you talked about at the last podcast that homeless guy yeah people look at them and assume the worst and don't talk to them and you sat and had a full conversation nicest guy ever yeah so i think that we need to make sure when we scatter because people matter we remember everybody matters yeah it's not just the people that look like you act like you smell like you live like you Uh, and we talked about this sunday like I, i dealt with this of the this israeli palestinian war right now there, there are Christians that think we should just go obliterate an entire people group. And I'm like, okay, that's not the answer. Um, there's Christians that believe we should do nothing. There, that's a whole nother issue. Um, and, and I'm not like, listen, and I, I, I'll talk about this even more so, but I, I'm, not, I'm not pro-Israel, pro-Palestine. I'm pro-peace. And I've spent time in Israel and Palestine. I've been in both. I've got friends in both sides, but most of which probably aren't going to make it out of this conflict. Yeah. Like, I... Which is so sad to me. I mean, I, I spent I spent about five days in the Gaza Strip. I spent about five days in Israel, right in the middle of this conflict, meeting with Palestinian Christians, Israeli Christians, met with Muslim families in the Gaza Strip, uh, met with Hasidic Jewish families in the uh, in Israel and Jerusalem. And, and I'm just telling you, this conflict is not as black and white as we want to make it. It's very gray. Um, but I'm pro-peace. And here's the problem is when we start to see people as less than, we start to use phrases like, well, we just need to wipe them out. Right. We just need to obliterate them. And, and if we scatter because people matter, here's what's crazy. If you go to the book of Acts and you see when they were scattered, um, and I, I talk about this in the series, Philip gets scattered to Samaria. Mm-hmm. Like for, for a Jewish person, like gets sc- and he saves people. He goes to Samaria and saves people. Like, like most Jewish people are like, what are you doing? Why are you going why are you going to Samaria? Well, they had no choice. They'd been persecuted. So they, they set, he gets scattered to Samaria is where he goes. And so um, he went to a place where they didn't, where Jews didn't want to go typically. And now he's there and he's leading people to Jesus. Why? Because those people matter. Jesus scattered them. Uh, you know, persecution is what scattered them, but the persecution scattered them to people that mattered that they would have not gone to otherwise. Right. And, and I think that's the key. You know, Dylan, you're out there in California and I, there's this whole, like, I hear it all the time from people, like in Arizona, like coming to Tucson, you've probably seen the billboards. There are signs that say, keep California out. Yep. And, and I'm like, I, I understand there's political implications to that. There's tax implications to that. There's financial implications to that, but that's a systematic issue in my mind of, you know, I, I believe people in California matter. Thank thank you. Well, for you're a transplant, but <laughs> You matter. The other ones. Yeah, you matter. All the other but ones. all those other people around you. Um, and, and then you live in a state, Dylan, where you probably hear a lot of rhetoric out there too on the other side of that. Well, uh, yeah, for every billboard that says keep California out of Arizona, there's a billboard saying keep Arizona out of California. So, Right. Well, the, here's the difference though. I, I don't know a lot of Arizona that's just trying to claw their way into California <laughs> right now. Dude, you would be, sh- I don't know about the rest of the state, but you would be shocked in San Diego, the amount of Arizona plates. Oh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked in San Diego because it's the most beautiful place on the planet earth in America. Like, I mean, from a, from a weather standpoint, from a, all those things like. And what is it? Coronado Island? Oh, I love Coronado. Oh Hotel gosh. Del. Oh, 
that oh, whole that's place. Great. Hotel Dell's awesome. Stayed food. there a couple of years ago. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just food. Food. Yes. Yeah. We food. food. I'm really hungry right now. I don't. I'm starving. I I did. I'm, Are you? What? You're really hungry. Yeah, I'm starving right you, now. Did you skip breakfast? Here, here's the problem. Mm-hmm. So, I I got this tooth thing going on, and I, it hurts when when I chew. And so I'm going to the dentist today, and it hurt yesterday because a peeth, peeth, a peeth, a peeth of my tooth. I turned into Mike Tyson. Um, a peeth. <laughs> so what happens when you lose a piece of your tooth? Um, you sound like Mike Tyson, even though it's a back tooth. It's not even a front tooth. I don't know why I got a lisp. I don't know how I got a lisp with a back back tooth. Um, I just poked it. That didn't feel great. Um, but you know, so I've not had a lot to eat in the last 24 hours just because it hurts. It hurts. Um, so. Uh, it's a good weight loss program. Um, chip chip <laughs> a tooth, let it hurt. You can't chew. You just like, I guess I'm going to drink all my food for the rest of my life. Um, so I've had a lot of coffee, that protein shake. I've not had anything today. I'm going to the dentist at two today. So um, hopefully it's going to scatter and make something matter up, <laughs> up in there. I'm hoping uh, get that thing taken care of. Um, I am hungry now, though, now that you said that. I'm sorry. You totally derailed us. I, I it. Food. Dang it. She, she derailed us, Dylan. It wasn't even me this time. Just want to point That's that like- out. That's pretty quick too. Yeah, that, I mean, nine minutes and 30, 40, 40 no, Never mind. I'm I can't keep sure counting. I have five minutes. I've done. You've you haven't beat our record. What, Trevor? You've done like thirty seconds. Uh, thirty thirty five seconds. You I've start talking. I've, you're out. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just open my mouth. I'm like, well, <clears throat> let's go ahead and derail this. It's yep. done. It's done. Um, yeah, yeah. But this whole principle of like scattering because people matter. Um, it, it makes a difference that we go to places nobody else will go to reach people nobody else is willing to reach so that they can find the same hope that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the purpose of this series where we're leading into um, Serve Our City. We've, we've like used this series as a launching point for us and other churches to use. Um, but again, it's one of these messages, it's one of these series that is a stake in the ground series as a church, as the kingdom, um, as, as Christ followers. Um, and so anyhow, scattered to matter. Yep. So what else you got? Um, what else do I have? I, I don't know. That's why I asked you. Um, <laughs> well, a big thing too, when people come here, um, they don't feel like they matter and they're somebody's one and they come here. And when we as a community start treating them that way, then when they leave here, they go to their places, their work, their gospel rescue mission, wherever they're at. And they start treating people the same way. It's kind of like a virus. Like I've seen those commercials where somebody does something kind to somebody and they're uh, like all gray. And when they touch right. them, they bring color to their life yeah. and then they touch someone. And that's kind of the same thing. When you scatter, show people they matter and you lead with grace and love, that's, a, they catch that and then they do it to somebody else. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a different kind of pandemic, right? It's a pandemic yeah. of hope is what we bring. And we need that. Yeah, a- absolutely. And, um, and here's why, like I said this in the message on Sunday, but people unlike us must matter because they matter to God. Like, if you can show me someone that does not matter to God, I'll let you off the hook. Right. Like, if you can if you can find that person for me, I'll let you off the hook. Here's the problem. There's nobody in humanity that, that doesn't matter to God. Not a single person. And I have people all the time, like, well, did Hitler, did Saddam? Yeah, actually, they did. Well, and we were all born with knowing nothing. Right. We are people of circumstance. Some of us are still at a place where we still know nothing. And we're... Are you, don't look at me. I was just making a general statement. If if you're going to wear that, that's on you. Um, yep. Yeah, but I mean, it, everybody matters to God, you know, and that, that argument of, 
we use all these extreme cases, right? Like, well, did Hitler, yeah, Hitler did matter to God. Saddam did matter to God. Like, you go down all of these, you know, Stalin. I, I look at like right now. Do all the people in Hamas matter to God? Yep, absolutely. Um, are they living out godly ways? No. Is there consequence for sin? Absolutely. But it's not our place to say who matters to God. Everybody uh, matters. Well, if if you don't believe that they matter to God, then you can't believe you matter to God either. Yep. And, and and some people don't think they matter to God. And I would tell you, you absolutely matter to God. Um, and I'm sorry if somebody's told you that you don't. Yeah. You know, Dylan, what do you, what is your thoughts on this whole <clears throat> conversation? No, I think um, I mean you can you can tie it up with a, a bow real easy. Um, you look back to when when God flooded the earth, right? Right. Like Noah tried to warn basically the whole earth. Right. Like let's 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 do a, a Spark Notes version of that story. Noah tried to warn the whole the whole earth. And he tried to do that because God cared about the whole earth. Right. And the whole earth didn't listen. So like that's not on God not caring about the whole earth and every individual person within the whole earth. And so if that was true thousands of years ago, it's still just as true today. Yeah. Well, and if, if God didn't love every ounce of humanity, he would have just destroyed earth. Yeah. It, we'd be gone. We, we wouldn't exist. We would, well, we wouldn't know we didn't exist because this would have never happened. Right. Well, and you can take it another step and you know, he promised to never flood the whole earth again. Right. Because he does love humanity and he knew that that was a lot. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, think about Noah, like dude's building a boat. There's never been rain. Like yeah. it, when you read the scripture, it, the water came up from the ground to water the plants to make things grow. It didn't come down from the sky. So when he's in his yard building a boat and people are like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm building a boat. They're like, what's a boat? He goes, this, what's it for? Uh, a flood. They're like, the what's water's going to fall from the, the, the sky. Water's going to fall from the sky. And uh, if you don't know God, well, you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like they've never seen anything like that happen before. Uh, I don't know if he brought T Pain and their flippy floppies and got on a boat with Andy Samberg and you know saying I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. Um, a deep cut. That was a deep cut for anybody that gets that cut. We could be friends. Um, but the reality is, is like there's there's warnings all over the place and and it's only it's it's not too late as long as you have breath. It's just not like I I've read stories of war like even in the Ukraine and Russian war right now, there are soldiers that were on the Russian side that, that said, I didn't sign up to kill grandmas and kids. Yeah. And they have, they have literally defected from the Russian army um, and are in hiding, I'm sure in, in Ukraine or somewhere else, mm -hmm. um, but have made a conscious decision. I even read uh, from, I can't remember if Glenn sent me a link or I, I saw this somewhere. I can't remember where it was a story of faith coming out of a Russian soldier who defected finds Jesus and uh, he was like, the things I've done have been so horrific, but somebody told me about this Jesus that could save me. And that's the thing. Somebody told him about Correct. this Jesus. Well, it's my my buddy. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast in past seasons, Dylan, so you may remember, may not. But uh, I got a friend named Danny in Ohio, and Danny was in Fallujah as a convoy driver in the Army. And uh, the first time I met Danny, he was at my house on a Sunday afternoon. He came to church, which... He'd never been in church since he was a kid. And he was like, this felt like a cult. You know, he's all, and he's big. He's like 280, all muscle, like 6'3", like could swallow me whole. Like yeah. I could get in his belly in the fetal position. The dude is huge, just massive individual. And um, he, he comes, I had a group of guys come to my house to work on some stuff. We're doing a construction project. And I use it really as a ministry opportunity. Danny's friend brings him to my house. Um, and then leaves and goes to Lowe's and leaves him with like 25 dudes that he doesn't know that are all Christians and the pastor that he just heard preach that morning. And Danny just looks at me and he goes, can we talk? And I'm like, this guy's going to kill me at my house. <laughs> like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So 
I take him to our back porch and he starts crying. Like, I mean, picture this massive human being. He's in tears. And he's like, I laid under my truck two weeks ago with a shotgun in my mouth with my wife and two kids inside and thought I'm better gone than here. Who could want me? He, and he starts to talk about, I was a convoy driver in Fallujah. And he said, my orders were, I was the first truck of 70. He said, so if anybody stepped out in front of me, my orders were keep driving because they're going to, people like they would send kids to blow them up yeah. strapped with bombs. And he was like, how can God forgive me for running over children? Mm. And I just looked at him and said, Danny, I, I know God can, I don't have a really good answer, but let's find it together. And so over the course of the next two years, Danny and I just started walking through and all of a sudden he went from the back row in church to the kind of three quarters of the way back to middle of the row. All of a sudden he was in the front row. Um, then he has an accident. He, his truck, he's going to work one day. He's got a big old, you know, big jacked up truck and he's coming down the overpass and it's raining and his truck flips off the overpass and he breaks his neck. Oh, and he calls me from inside the truck waiting for the EMTs. He's like, Hey, just so you know, I just had a wreck. Um, I think I broke my neck. And um, EMTs are on their way. I'm like, why are you calling me? He goes, well, I just got off the phone with Jessica. She's going to be at the hospital. And I'm like, why are you calling me from inside your truck right now? And um, like, God is doing this whole thing with him. He didn't. He wasn't paralyzed. He did break his neck. Um, not paralyzed. In a neck brace for weeks. Four weeks later, in a neck brace, he comes up to me in the lobby at church. And he goes, it's time. And I was like, oh, now you're going to kill me. That's when it <laughs> happens. And I was like, it's time for what, Danny? He goes, it's time to get baptized. And so it took two of us to baptize him because I'd, he'd have drowned if I'd have baptized him because I couldn't have got him out of the water. Um, (laughs) But we baptized and Danny, and Danny just, he keeps going through it, but he keeps coming back to Jesus every single time. And it, it just started with his friend saying, why don't you come to church? Just one moment of scattering to Danny who didn't want anything to do with Jesus um, would later say to me, he was like, I never thought I'd find the community and civilian life that I had with my platoon. And I definitely didn't think I'd find it in the church. Mm -hmm. And yet, lo and behold, he found it in the church. And, and I, I just think that's one of those, it, like, people were going to write Danny off. Yeah. Danny almost wrote Danny off. But now Danny's got a community around him because somebody cared enough to scatter to Danny. Danny was someone's one. Absolutely. And sometimes people are so afraid, like, ah, I don't think that, I mean, they're so far away from it, or they're against it, or they're atheist, or they're this. Yeah. So they avoid it. But if you have that feeling inside your gut, like, I need to bring this person or speak yeah. to this person, do it. So ba- it. baptism Sunday two weeks ago. That I, I don't know if Robert, you were in the room for that. Um, by the way, Robert's sitting on the couch across the room right now. He can't hear he anything. He will never come over here. You know what's funny? He, Dylan, he has no idea what you're saying. All he can hear is our end of the conversation. So it just it sounds hilarious. Um, but there was this there was this uh, lady and her friend, and she was the happiest person for her friend. Like she was crying before her friend walked out. She's in tears and she's jumping around. And she came out and was standing by me on stage. And I said, "You can go stand over there." She's like, "Really?" And she goes over there and she's got her camera and. She videos her friend getting baptized. She gets out and she like almost mobs her on stage and gives her a hug when she comes out. And um, and I, as she walked by, I said, everybody needs a friend like you. Mm-hmm. And, and I walked backstage and her friend had gotten dressed and they were coming out. And I, I said it to her again. I said, hey, I mean what I said. Everybody needs a friend like you. And her friend goes, I was her one. Wow. There you go. And I was like, well, stop telling people that you're <laughs> one. And she was like, I was her one. She goes, if it weren't for her, I wouldn't know hope. Yep. They work together. That's beautiful. Like they work together and she, she just made it. And now here, the joy in her seeing her one come to Jesus, mm-hmm. like was one of the most beautiful things. That's why you scatter because that, that girl matters and somebody else may not have given her the time of day. It's just, it's wild to me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that that can also speak to our unique individual, like 
responsibilities to have a one. Like, obviously, we all would have a different one, but that's that's also by design because we're going to reach a different one. Like, I'll reach someone different than you'll reach, Trevor. That's true. Trevor. You're you're going to reach someone different than Amanda's going to reach. Amanda, you'll reach someone different than Robert will reach. Like, and and so like that just speaks to the community part of it. Like, I, you know, I work with people. I meet people. Like, I'm in a unique stage of life right now where I'm meeting people who have all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, you know, being, being part of the military machine now, like it's a melting pot of people and culture and backgrounds and religion. And just to walk into those conversations and say, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about you, but like, let's be friends. Let's build a relationship and, and see where it goes from there. You have an open Uh, heart. And I think that's important. Yeah. Well, open heart, open mind uh, and open mouth, like say something like if I go back to that Penn and Teller clip years ago, which, which one's the one that talks? Is that pen? Pen? Well, Teller. It feels like it should like be Teller, but I think it's Pen. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you guys would know the clip where he he literally says, "How how much do you have to hate me if you believe you're Jesus?" And he's an atheist. If you believe you're Jesus is is the savior of the world, how much do you have to hate me to not tell me about him? Yeah. Because some guy gave him a Bible after after his um after like one of his shows in Vegas, and he was so like thankful. He was like. This guy loved me enough. He goes, but how much do you as Christians have to hate me to not tell me about your Jesus? Yep. And it, it's just one of those moments where it's like, I, at first of all, I'm not sure he's really an atheist more than he's probably agnostic. Um, but you can hear the pain of somewhere along the way, someone in the church hurt him. And I'm like, I, I'm done living in church hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I've got plenty of church hurt. I got enough life hurt. I don't need more hurt. We got to stop uh, at that crutch too. Like- yeah. Well, there's a great book, a great resource. In fact, uh, Robert, I may have you put this in the show notes. Um, it's called Raised to Stay. And uh, the lady that wrote it, she's actually from Cincinnati, went through a bunch of church pain. And she just was like, I'm choosing not to live in church pain. Mm-hmm. And she, it just went to number one bestseller in Christian market. Um, and like, I, I follow every, like, I'm trying to get her to come down to Tucson potentially and speak for us sometimes. She is unbelievable. Um, but again, just that if we really think that people matter and we need to scatter for people to matter, like there's, there's church hurt I've had that moved me to other places, right? Um, church hurt moved me to Tucson, just yeah. in my story. Um, God scattered me to Tucson. I wouldn't have come here just on my own fruition. Uh, like he scattered me here. I, I, I'm so thankful he did. I'm so glad that he scattered my family to Arizona. Um, Dylan, you got scattered to San Diego. Like yeah. there, there's an impact zone that you're having there. Um, we get scattered. Like you got, you got sent here from the Northwest yeah, and, and could easily gone back. Um, but look what has happened since you've come a lot. Uh, right. Like how many years have you been here? Uh, three, three. And well, and I'm born and raised and I left and I never understood like, why did I go to Oregon? But I, and I went through a lot, sure. but I feel like what I went through in Oregon and that's, I, a it new prepped you to come back said I have these days. Right. I take what I went through and I'm like, that built me to be who I am now. Right. And now I'm a disciple and I'm, I'm scattering everywhere. Right. Well, it, it prepped you for, for this moment is yep. what it did. Yep. Um, and I think we miss that sometimes is that, that, that prepping that like, I talk about it, like our story to get here. I feel like I went through 10 years in the spiritual desert for God to bring me to the physical desert to fill me back up. Yeah. And if you've not been through it, you don't understand it. But once you get on the other side, I was just talking to my dad on the phone about this. Um, you know, my dad was like, he goes, son, God put you exactly where he wanted you, even though it was hard getting you there. Yeah. And when you realize that the pain you went through was actually had a purpose, mm-hmm. you, you, it's not that I like pain, like going back to my, I don't like that my face hurts today, but 
something good will come out of the pain. Yeah. Something better will come out of the pain. Maybe yeah. something, maybe, maybe that tooth needs to be gone. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be replaced with something. I don't know. Um, but all I know is, is that, you know, it, it sounds trite. You've heard it. God never wastes a pain. And when you're in the pain, you're like, oh, that's cute. You know, it's almost like, screw you. I don't want to hear that. Um, when you're in the middle of the hurt, it, yeah. you can't see that the hurt's going to have a purpose. Um, but when you come through the pain and you see the purpose in the pain, it, it changes. And that's why I, we live in a world full of pain and a bunch of people that don't know their purpose. Yeah. And so if we can help people manage through their pain to get to their purpose, that's why we scatter. Because well, those sitting people matter. in it, which you've talked about, yeah. sitting in that pain and also... Why am I going through it? Like, what what is he teaching me? Am I on right. the wrong path? Sometimes I tell people, maybe you're going down a path he doesn't want you to go down, right. and you need to let go of what you're forcing and just let him yeah. take over. But live in it and learn from it as you're doing it. Don't fight it. Don't use it as an excuse. Just live in it. Yeah. Well, that whole path without purpose is where stagnation happens. Yeah. And if we can get people on purpose... Um, if we're purposeful about their purpose, we help people find freedom. And that's, that's where the beauty comes in. Mm. Um, well, Hey, we've, and we've talked about a lot of stuff right now, but I'm going to, I'm going to hit a different button. I don't know if you know that little sound, but there's some coffee beans. Y'all haven't heard don't that sound show in a Dylan few weeks. what I'm drinking though. Uh, you got your hand on the other side of the camera. Yeah. So, so he can't, can't see it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I've already seen it. I've been betrayed. I'm yeah. sorry. I was in a hurry. I'd just like to point out, you've not been betrayed. She's been that way the whole time. And I'd like to point out, I didn't do that. I, I, I would not do that to you. Uh, never in a million years would I be drinking sugary milk that I call coffee. I would uh, not do that. But, what is it? What are you drinking? Well, it's cold brew because I can't have hot brewed coffee. But what is it? You but, want me to say where I got it? Well, I know where you got it. You got it at Starbucks. Starbucks. But, it's cold brew with oat milk. But it, it looks womp like womp. It, it's got a lot of sugary in it. No, I do no sugar. No sugar-free. I'm a sugar-free kind of human. Mm. Uh, that's Ish. interesting. I'm not sure that's a true statement. I mean, if you brought me a donut, I'd eat it. I don't want to be rude. Okay, you're not sugar-free. You're just... I know I'm not rude. <laughs> no, no. You're There's not sugar... You're, no, no, no. You're not sugar-free. You're right. like, if you brought me a donut, I wouldn't say no. No, right. Yeah. Well, Cam, she's our baker here. Yeah. Best baker, hands down. You know how many times I've told her no? Oh, I don't. I'm not good at that word. I am. Because she goes, you got to try this and hands it to me. I'm like, okay. She handed me a piece of cake and I'm like, nope. Oh. She was like, why? I'm like, she goes, don't you like cake? I was like, I love cake. cake. That's why I'm saying no. Because I can't (laughs) eat a piece. It's like like Pringles. I can't eat a piece. I'll eat a whole cake. Oh, you like Pringles? Like that's a thing? No, I I love Pringles. Pringles. I said, it's like, remember Pringles? You can't have just one. Don't you remember that commercial? Mm. Mm. Rescue 911. You remember that, but you don't remember Pringles? You can't have just one? Yeah. I know um, you get your hand stuck in the can. That's the new that's one. their new one. Yeah, I know. that's I'm old school when it comes to Pringles. Old uh, school. School. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead jerk. Um, so Dylan, what are you drinking today? We we haven't had like a real coffee time on here in, I mean, weeks. Um. Yeah, I'm drinking. So I, me and Aaron went halvesies on it. Um, and I think it was like two or three weeks ago, maybe a little bit longer times. All kinds of all over the place in my head. But Presta, um, we've talked before on the show about Fellow Drops. Yep. Um, where you can text, um, subscribe to Fellow Drops, text, and every week they send out a coffee and you just reply back one, two, three, four, however many bags you want. Yes, your you card's do. on file, they ship it to you. Um, and in a really cool turn of events that I did not see coming, um, Presta actually did a collab with Fellow Drops. And uh, it was a three bags, three six ounce bags of co fermentation. Really? Um, yeah. Did you see that one? I did see it. I don't know how I didn't see that it was Presta. 
It was Presta. Um, they did a grape one, which was similar to the Necessity. Um, okay. I had that one. I think I think I like the Necessity more. Yeah. Um, That's my number two and, coffee of the year, by the way. The Necessity. Then they did a strawberry one and a peach one. Mm. And oh. I'm working on the peach right now. The strawberry was probably my favorite of the three. Sweet. The strawberry would probably be my favorite. Isn't of that the three. what's in yours now? It's like a strawberry jam. Strawberry jam, watermelon, sugar, um, cherry. Is that um, Kool Aid? Water. Hey, Kool Aid. Purple. I wish you'd yell Kool Aid and some big dude just ran through the wall in a oh, red yeah. sweatshirt. That would have been amazing. Not Macho Man Randy oh. Savage. <laughs> Not snapping into a Slim Jim. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, here comes Fat Albert, the gang too. <laughs> you know, uh, and Rerun. What, what are you working on? Up. What's that? What are you working on? Is it that mythical? It is. It's that mythical. I talked about it last week. Uh, I've got like twenty grams of it left, and I'm now I'm sparing it. Before I was like, I got lots of it. Let's just drink it. I'm like, I got twenty grams. I got to figure out how I'm going to parse this out no over sharing. weeks. Spoken like a true addict. It, it's true. Like <laughs> it is. It is. And uh, I will tell you, this mythical coffee went right to the top for me. It jumped the necessity grape, grape, grape. And uh, necessity is number two, uh, solid number two, like real, real close. Um, but this, and I know you've got a box of it. You've not opened yet. Yeah, we were driving back through Phoenix yesterday. Uh, we went up to my in-law's ranch in North Arizona, and we is completely out of the way, but I justified it by saying I, I wanted to go, and Melissa's a great wife, and said, okay. Um and we went to Mythical. It was like a 35, 45 minute detour. But did you go to the Gilbert one? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where we had our first date. So I, the Scottsdale one's fine, but anytime we're anywhere close to the the Gilbert one, I try to make it a point to go. Nostalgia. You're so cute. You know. It is. Actually, I I went there not knowing that, but I I felt that while I was sitting you there. You could have sat at the same table we sat at. I, I sat in the very long hallway back by the back door table because that's where we sat. It was so packed. We were back there by the bathroom door. Um I literally sat on that little bench for 20 minutes with my laptop waiting for a table to free up on a Friday. Yeah. A Friday morning. I was like, why there's there breakfast sandwiches packed. too? Bro, their breakfast sandwich? Let's just, have you had it? I, I always get their avocado toast. Bro, you, next time you're there, get the breakfast sandwich. Just trust me. Like as a former massively fat kid, trust me. Cause I, I know he food. knows his food and I'm just telling you right now, bro, that sandwich, I would drive back up to Gilbert right now. Just to have that sandwich. You need to get mythical to franchise to Tucson. You do. You need to. I did talk to uh, one of their owners. He was in there on that Friday. Hey, Eric or Cat? I don't know. Big, tall dude. Long hair. Eric. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, I wish I'd remembered that. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Other girl's name? Cat. Uh, Cat. They're married. Like Von D? K-A-T. K-A-T. So, yeah. Hey, by the way, do you know Cat Von D gave her life to Jesus? Bob, got baptized. Yep. She got baptized. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Wow. renounced all of her Cult. occult stuff, yep. burn, like got rid of all her books. like all, all the black magic, yep. witchery. And she yep, just sidebar. You said cat made me think of that. Um, <laughs> I, I, apparently, I and of. apparently now I'm Dr. Seuss because I just rhymed half a sentence right there. Um, this mythical though, I'm just telling you, if you're in the Phoenix area, go to Gilbert, go to Scottsdale. If there's any of this sitting on the shelf, pick it up because it's really, really good. Um, it, and the tasting notes come through all the way down. I've done it Kalita. I've done it in the Stag. I've done it um, V60. Uh, I ran it through my siphon at my house. Um, I've yep. not done siphon in a long time. And uh, I always feel like I'm like Walter White when I use my uh. siphon. Like I feel like I'm doing something <laughs> I shouldn't. Breaking bad. 
I'm breaking bad. My brewing bad is my there what I go. what's Ooh, what I call it. I see a new. Oh, I've already got a whole thing uh, scripted out for do. it. Yep. Dylan and I've talked about this. Um, if I can find the right RV, I'm going to recreate that entire <laughs> opening scene with coffee. That's genius. And then the last shot is standing in the coffee in the the shirt and underwear with just the coffee mug. And I have it. underwear for and you. And then, oh, well, yes, you do because we told I'm that too. story last week. Yeah. That's a weird statement that you just said on the podcast. <laughs> I have, if you didn't hear I have the last underwear episode. For you. It like, makes no you sense. should go back and listen because yeah. she does not have underwear for me. <laughs> they were extra large men's underwear from the Dominican that someone sent back as a human joke. Diaper. Uh, yes, a human diaper is what she called it, as opposed to all those inhuman diapers. Um, so anyhow, well, in this coffee time, Dylan, uh, we've we've got news for our for our podcast listeners. Um, yeah. And it's kind of big news. Like this is like this is this is like drop kind of news right here. Um, Are you pregnant? I am. I am. I knew it. I am. It's true. I'm very pregnant. So why are you not drinking as much coffee? Uh, it's actually, that's why I'm drinking more because I know I'm never <laughs> going to sleep again. Um, but the good news is if I'm pregnant, we're going to be really rich. <laughs> There's that. So um, it's probably AI. Just don't trust it. Um, but we got, we got big news. Uh, you guys may have noticed as listeners, like, like Dylan, Dylan, you've been, man, you've been running and gunning out there in California. Um, Amanda, you've kind of stepped in over here. Um, and so you moved to California. Your wife is in the Navy. You guys could be shipped all over the world at this point, right? Yep. Um, and so about about a month ago, maybe two months ago, what is this, October? A month and a half ago-ish. Um, we started having conversations. Um, Dylan is now uh, doing full freelance work as a designer. He's got his own design company out there in San Diego. Um, you guys have kind of landed in a community where it's like, you know, we, you guys tried the remote work thing for a while and it it was okay, but I mean, I get it when you're not in a community, it's hard to just be in a community that you're not in. And, uh, and, and you know, Dylan has done great across the board, but it kind of came to this moment where it was like, I think we need to put roots in our community. I think we need to put roots here and, and you guys are doing that. Um, and we were going to keep doing the podcast together. We were like, Hey, let's just keep doing this as long as it makes sense. And, uh, and then I called you a couple of weeks ago and you're like, uh, Hey man. Uh, so here's the deal. I love doing this with you. It's fun. But the margin of time right now with a business getting up and running and things going, uh, you're like, man, maybe it may be time for us to just transition the podcast with somebody else. And while I'm sad about that, because we're friends and we were more than, we were more than coworkers. We were friends. We, well, we, we are friends. Um, say were, what's happening? Uh, we breaking up? Uh, no, you, no, 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 it's, it's definitely not me. It's you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but the reality is, is like life is life and we know that. And, and so Amanda has stepped in as, uh, as communications director here at Pantano and helping with that whole department, uh, with Robert and part of the role that you were in when you were here. And, uh, and there was a couple of weeks where you just couldn't be on the podcast. Like it wasn't like, it was a timing issue for those weeks yeah. and, uh, you were traveling and had stuff going on and we just couldn't make it happen. So Amanda stepped in to kind of fill role. Um, and that was in us knowing that we were transitioning the podcast. And so, um, I don't, Dylan, any any words you would like to give our listeners? We've had a lot of fun on this podcast for the for the two and a half seasons we've been doing this together. Yeah, no, I I think that you've you've really just teed it up really great. Um, you know, there's me leaving as uh, there's there's nothing weird or you know wonky about it. No one needs to make it weird. Don't be weird Christians. We say that all the time. Um, all it amounts to really in this season is is just being fully present where I'm at. Um, you know, me and Melissa are only going to get a couple of years in any given place that we get sent to. And so just really being able to be present and make relationships without having to do this, like one foot in San Diego, one foot in Tucson or, you know, wherever, 
Um, you know, there's, there's a really cool, uh, community group that I'm a part of here called any camera photo club. It's just a bunch of people that take any camera they've got. It could be an iPhone. It could be a Polaroid. It could be a, you know, R six, whatever. And they go out in San Diego. It's once a month and, uh, they get like a theme like motion. And then they're in like a, like a two square block kind of radius and they shoot. It's a great community building thing. I've never been able to be a part of it because without fail, every, every, you know, one Sunday a month that they're doing it. I was in Tucson. Right. Um, and so just missing out on little community, things like that. Um, and like, that's not to say that the community that, you know, we had in Tucson wasn't wonderful, but it's that ebb and flow of trying to figure out what's best for us. Um, and so like, we're both just super grateful for everything that Pantano has been for us and, and for this community that's on the podcast. Um, you know, the name, if you look up the show in, in iTunes, it's the make community. Um, and I, you know, we're grateful for the community. We're grateful for the community that we've gotten to, you know, build with this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, uh, there there is a little bit of a baton pass here because yeah. I'm I'm going from a coffee loving, fun loving, Disney loving, you know, keeping me on track co-host. Oh gosh. To Amanda. <laughs> um, you just need to go ahead and yank that train whistle that off the board. Um, uh, and don't so need I, I feel like I, I need you, Dylan, though, to be able to pass the baton to her in this moment um, for our listeners. And then uh, maybe you guys can have a little, I wish I had some soft music to play in the Aww. background. Like I have a little podcast moment. Just the, the I will remember you, the Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is what I really have is more of like, like Dr. Dre. That works. Um, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I know she, she would be all about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and she's, then she'd go into a rap and we just don't need that on the podcast. So um, Close, use closing time. Uh, closing, yeah. That's a great one. See, I, if I'd have thought about all this pre- Podcast would be great, but I didn't think of any of this. Um, now, this is this is this is a lot of teasing and a lot of fun. But um, Amanda, I'm I'm super grateful for you and grateful that Trevor's got someone to to you know torment on a podcast, <laughs> uh, even even in my absence. Um, torment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good word. Very good word. <laughs> How did that flip so quickly? Wow. Um, you guys, you know, I, I think my my initial conversation with Trevor whenever I called him about you know. Like, like you said, we were initially going to take this and continue it on as long as it made sense. And it ended up not making sense a lot quicker than I think we both anticipated. And part of that for me was just listening to the podcast and hearing the, the banter that you guys have. Um, it, it feels natural. It feels like you're, you're in the groove. Um, it, it doesn't take work. We always said we didn't want to force something if it didn't make sense. And this doesn't feel like forcing anything. Um, so I, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that you are in the position that you're in to, to carry it on and, and do great things with it. Well, fortunately, I had somebody like you when I started, and you taught me literally almost everything that I do now. He's taught me most of it, um, and I listened to the podcast before, so I was able to hear his dynamic with you, and um, I kind of just fed off of that and wanted to make both of you proud, and uh-huh. you know. This has gotten real sappy real quick. Like, I feel like I, I should, love you, man. Feel, I feel I like did. I should play Carry On My Wayward Son in the, back, in the background. You By know? the Wayward Son? I don't know. It just sounded like a great yeah, track, yeah. you know. Uh, you started to sing that. Did you hear yeah. that? Because uh, we all heard it. I heard it. That's why I stopped. Uh, Robert heard it. <laughs> if Robert can hear it, yeah. uh, it's that's a, why I'm not on the warship team. Did you say warship? Or warship? Warship. Warship team. Not a warship. But, a warship is something that you like. Warship team. Uh, Melissa well, works on those. So. Well, no. I also said a <laughs> no, word last week. No, 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 no. We're not re. We're not re-upping that. I say words weird. Yeah, she she says a lot of obvious things too. Like, oh yeah. Like she walked in today, Dylan, I was looking for like a cord to plug my laptop in because I left mine in the office. She had a cord and she goes, where does this go? And I was like, 
in an outlet. That's where that goes. And she was like, that, never mind. I was like, just hand me the cord, Captain Obvious. Let's let's do this. Um, yeah. Let's roll. There's that. Um, well, Dylan, I, I would ask you this. Is we're, you know, we got a little bit of time left on the podcast today. Um, what are some of your favorite moments or favorite podcasts that we've done topic-wise or guest-wise or like just what are some of those moments? Dude, we've had a lot of fun with this. Um, I, I, I think taking it back, you know, the other day is as we were, you know, behind closed doors already come to the decision that I was leaving the podcast. I kind of took my stroll down memory lane. Um, it went back and listened to our first podcast. I don't know if you've done that at all, if ever. Um, but I went back and listened to that first one and to hear, um, I, I won't say we've gotten so much better. Um, we're still just as chaotic. Um, we're still both kind of loose cannons, still one of us trying to keep the other one on track. Um, but just to, just to hear how, the show has matured, um, how it's grown. Um, you know, the, at first we made jokes about having, you know, my wife and your mom listening. Um, yep. it wasn't a joke at first. Um, no, it was, very, it was very true. Now it's just a running joke and we've got, you know, hundreds of people listening and that's really special, um, to think that anyone in their right mind would have, you know, any desire to hear what we have to say. Yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm more baffled. More than once a week. I, I'm ba- <laughs> yeah, definitely more than once a week. They listen to me on, on repeat, which is weird. Like, they have to hear me Sunday. They hear me on Wednesday. Uh, it's it's a whole lot. Um, I, I, Dylan, I think from a guest standpoint, some of my favorite guests that we had on, one, The Lion King with Darian and, mm-hmm. and, and Isaiah when they were on with us. Um, any of our guests, like Cal was great when we had, Ga- when we had Cal. Saul was always fun. I remember the first time he came on, he was so nervous. Aww. Um, so that's where we created a little salsa, salsa. with Saul, um, <laughs> which I, you know what? I, I can't not, I mean, it's your, it's, it's literally, it's, it's literally, it's your, it's your final episode. I mean, we gotta let, we gotta let that be there. And then of course, Norma has never been on the show, oh. but Norma got her own, her own sound because of Compton Norma. With a little Dr. Dre, and she would always bring us salsa, um, it, you know. And then we had the train whistle that, you know, the train whistle is always just anytime we went off the rails, which that should have just played in the background the whole time we were talking. Um, but the reality is, man, like there's been a lot of really fun moments on here um, with a lot of different people. You know, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we've had a lot of really great guests. Um, that's not to minimize how much fun, you know. I think me and you both have doing this together. Oh but yeah, it's always fun for someone else into the mix. Um, I I sure you remember having uh, alexander mills on yeah he yeah. was our first i think out of pantano guest yeah um that was really cool to have him on and hear his heart and even just the the super niche episodes like having aaron on doing a, a cupping with us like oh yeah oh, i love that one. the blast yeah if if you have sound issues like you can't hear certain sounds and they drive you nuts don't listen to that episode. You're a grinder in the background. Grinders the and slurping. And I mean, it <laughs> oh, just. Yeah. It, Dylan it, slurping. You know, like it was, it was, it, uh, it teetered on obnoxious in the best of ways. It was great. Um, you it. know, it's funny though. Somebody Sunday or two weeks ago came up to me and was like, hey, hey, I didn't know anything about coffee. And now I know about coffee because of your podcast. And I was like, hey, one conversion at a time to good coffee. I've had people tell me they've gone to Yellow Brick and Presta because of the podcast. Uh, well, Julie Wesley, you know Julie, she's on our our feedback team for our, our teaching team. Uh, she two weeks ago she texted me while I was on stage, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the first text was, "Hey, I took my brother in law to Cartel up in Phoenix because I heard you guys talk about Cartel on the podcast." And then she then she texted me right away. She goes, "Oh, you might be busy right now," and I'm like. <laughs> little bit i'm on stage i'm preaching at the moment um just just a hair uh but i love that that, you know we've spurred people in some new places of life that maybe they would not have ventured into um and converting people one good cup of coffee at a time 
uh, you know, it's, well, it's, well, you'll come for the coffee. You'll stay for the Jesus. That's yeah. right. You and know, something fun we could do is we could have people reach out to us either via voicemail on podcast or on social media, like what they want to hear us talk about on coffee time. Yeah. Little topics. Yeah, because coffee time was just a springboard to talk yeah. about whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, that's what coffee time really is. It's like, all right, what are we going to talk about today? What's the topic we want to talk about that has nothing to do with the sermon has nothing to do with what we talked about on the weekend really has nothing to do with anything yeah. except we just want to talk about it. And they might have deeper things I want to talk about or fun questions that they might yeah. have for us or maybe coffee that they've had that they're like, if you haven't had this, you should go try it. And yeah. then we you know what? That. That's, that's kind of a, that's kind of a risky place to go. Uh, and Dylan and I know this cause there's some people that have sent us coffee that I'm like, Nope. Oh, we can't talk about this. <laughs> that is not good coffee. We're not, we're not talking about this coffee. Uh, we're going to pretend like we didn't get this coffee. Um, Robert would send you Folgers. Uh, not anymore. No, we've converted Robert. <laughs> Robert is a full convert. Like he's making his own coffee. He's a convert because of the podcast. He is a well, convert because of the podcast. The make, he learned how to go make some coffee. His first time on the podcast, he was dead set to tell you his favorite was Folgers, but he gets nervous. So he didn't mm. get to spit it out, but <laughs> that's, he was going to tell yeah, you. Ironically, that. he didn't get to spit out those words, but he spit out that Folgers and started <laughs> drinking good coffee. That's what happened in that moment. <laughs> Um, well, Dylan, I just, I got to say, man, it has been, I remember when we started the inception of this idea together on a zoom call while I was still in Ohio. And, uh, I remember I've, I found the note. I keep all my notes inside my phone, which is probably stupid. It takes up a lot of space, but, um, I've got every note I've ever taken. And this inception of this idea actually happened before I came to Pantano and I just didn't have the right people for it. Um, and so when you and I talked for the first time, I was like, I think this is the right dude. And I remember us having that initial Zoom call. I was sitting in my kitchen on this same setup in my in my kitchen talking to you. And uh, I remember in that moment, I was like, this is going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. And uh, and now it's just growing and it's continuing to be more fun. Uh, it will be a little less fun because you're not on every week. Um, but it is a lot of fun that we got to start this and do this together. And so, um, man, I just appreciate the time you've put in, the time that you've been a part of this, um, the audience we've been able to grow. Um, I, I do, I, I say it every time I'm on an episode with you, man, I, I just, I love you, but I love your wife. I, I love Melissa. I think she is, she's one of my favorite human beings on the planet. And, um, Melissa, if you actually hear this episode, you know, just know you're still a sister from another mister. And, um, I, I, I take it all day, every day, you know, before you guys stop, I have one more thing I want the two of you to talk about. And it's the chupacabra. I just want one uh, more battle for it. And who? Uh, th this battle's done. And I'll tell you why. Oh, right. you lost. We talked about it last no, Sunday. No, it, I did not lose. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because I've had a minimum of 20 people on Sunday morning. And mm -hmm. Amanda, you can attest to this. You've been following me around on Sunday mornings with cameras getting shot. That people will yell my name across the courtyard and go, Team Chupacabra. And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had, a make you feel, I had a lady having a full engaged conversation with me, one of our difference makers who greets at the doors. And she was like, let me tell you why I know Chupacabra is real. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you listen to the podcast. Yep. Um, so right now, I mean, I think that I think that I need a recount on the poll because I think there was some dangling chads like the election back in Florida way back in the day. Um, <laughs> that was it. And and and, and so I, I think that I, I think maybe maybe we need to revisit this. I, I think that there should have there should have been a T-shirt, like a, a hand-drawn illustration of what we think it looks like. It's and not then too just, late for the T-shirt. This is going to live on. No, this is not. No, this is not done by any stretch. Dylan, yeah. even if you're not hosting the podcast with me, here's the deal. Actually, it just gives me way more leverage to keep my vote moving. Um, <laughs> and I... <laughs> And I, when he's a guest, I in mean, however long we can bring it back up. Team Chupa, like, Team Chupa is going to be a shirt. Yeah, uh, I, I'll wear it every day. I'll wear it every you day. You need it to look like a. You need it to look like a 
a baseball jersey. Ooh, like yeah, that like, kind of like style. the ringer tee. Yeah. Oh, it just yeah. And, and your name on the back is just Chupa. Oh, yeah. 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 The front says team. The back says Chupa. Yeah. It's kind of like, jo- oh, have you seen John Legend's them. jackets on The Voice this season? Oh, they're amazing. I want to go try out for the voice. We need to merch those. I, can somebody just lip sync for me so I can go get one? I want. I want a John Legend. It says, "Have you seen it?" Yeah. Like where it says "Legend" across the back, and it's red and white, and it's like the Letterman jacket. I'm oh, yeah. like, I want one of those. Yeah. Can you make that happen? I wonder if we could. Oh, absolutely, could. Transfer, I know we can make like it happen. Transformation Church. Yeah. Like their merch, they've got oh, a they varsity jacket because yeah. we saw it at Salt. Remember, they all walked in. I was like, "Hello." Where to get that jacket? I want that jacket. And now I know. And Don Hopkins now, who I need, we need to have him on. He's a creative director at Transformation. Him and I have become really good friends. And um, I need to see if he can hook us up. I'll, I'll wear a Transformation church swag because you don't even know it's their church. You just see TC yeah. and Transformation. I'm like. Well, we're going to be working on a merch line here. So Well, we've got a pretty be... good merch line. Like I'm wearing my, you know what I'm wearing today, Dylan? Wearing you know what I'm wearing, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. What is my favorite Pantano merch? I see. Oh, you're wearing your sweatpants. Yes, yeah. I am. Oh, the Pantano I joggers. bought them and. <laughs> They are my favorite pants. I, I to, I'm like, I'm telling y'all, go buy them. Well, we had Mills, Michael Mills Miller. He came mm-hmm. with the Night of Worship team. Yeah, he did. And the second he saw me wearing those pants, he's like, I need those. Yes. So. Well, um, his own. His not own. Sure. Not he needed his own. He yes, would yes. not fit mine. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, just Team Chupacabra. Yep. So, I mean, Dylan, you can make all the case you want right now, but. Um, I'm not here to defend my honor anymore. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's your honor you're defending. I think it's Chupa. Mm-hmm. Chupa. And that's who I'm. All right, I'm going to get us out of coffee time. Uh, on that note, um, and if you still want to get in the battle of Team Chupacabra, um, feel free to do that. And if you want your Pantano pants, you could go to pantano.church forward slash shop. Wow, that was... Plug. That was a really sweet transition you did there. You're welcome. I, I, like, I like what you did there. That was that was pretty smooth. I mean, you're, you're showing your chops of being the new co-host. Right there. Um, Learn from the best. That's uh, Dylan. Yeah, not you. If, that's true. <laughs> I know it's not me. You don't need. I don't even have to pretend. Like here, I'll give you a new sound. Yay! Good job. Good job. Hey, class. Thank you. Um, how do you like that being on the board? <laughs> I just spit water. Are, you all right over there? Yeah. Like I, this is why. Remember? Oh, say so, Dylan. She says last week. She goes, "We had a video of the podcast," and I'm like. That right there, that's the only reason. Like seeing her spit stuff all over herself or spill stuff. Just but just all over myself. Yeah, that's that's true. Getting weaker, getting older. <laughs> I can't even control my face anymore. <laughs> my face is up. Well, that's going to be me in about four hours. I'm just going to be like, hey, everybody. I I'm, I'm not coming back here. Are no, you crazy? I'm, unfortunate. I'm not that dumb. Uh, I'm not real smart, but I ain't that dumb either. Um, so, y'all, uh, what do we got coming up, Amanda, that we need to tell our people about here at Pantano? Uh, we still have Serve Our City coming up. And that I'm excited. And I think that's a huge bring your one moment. Well, it is because the whole series, the challenge of the series is invite your one to serve our city. Yep. Um, and Dylan, you know this as well as anybody. A lot of people don't come to church first. They've come to a serve a city event or like Rocky Point, which we had Rocky Point a couple weeks ago. And uh, I, I think we had six baptisms at Rocky Point as well. Mm-hmm. So, And a um, lot of new people went to Rocky Point. A ton of new people. And they're going to be coming here now. Yeah, I think like 70, 75% of the people that went this year yep. were first-time goers. Um, and so uh, really, really cool. So, yeah, Serve Our City's coming up. What, what else you got in the queue down we there? We got Tag Your It coming up, which we explained in the last podcast. Yes. It's a random act of kindness. Yeah, did you hear about this, Dylan? The, the Tag no. Tag Your It? We're going to do the world's largest game of tag with our city. And um, it's random act of kindness. So if you, like, say you buy somebody's coffee at Starbucks, you hand them a tag your it card. It takes them to a, a, 
our website and explains what to yeah. do. And you actually just keep paying it forward and playing tag across the city with a random acts of kindness. So hopefully we that. see cards in San Diego. You're all of a sudden you get tagged and you're like, wait a minute, this is from Pantana. You're going to be like, I know this card. Yeah. I know that logo. <laughs> yeah. I helped build that logo. Um, you know, so yeah, we're the, the world's largest game of tag. I can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Um, and then uh, we do have Christmas coming. <sighs> Believe it or not, we have to talk about it's that. It's going to be deep. Um, we're doing a series called This Is War, uh, Revelation 12. And some of you guys are like, wait, that's Christmas? Oh, yeah, it's Christmas. And it's going to be off the hook. I cannot wait. Um, and Christmas Eve, Eve, and Christmas Eve, I'm going to go ahead and tell you our service times. They're uh, 357, 357. Yep. Is that right, Robert? Did I say those right? Um, after I said it, I asked if it's right. I probably ought to ask before if that's right. <laughs> um, but identical services, Christmas Eve, Eve, Christmas Eve, six services, six opportunities to bring your one, plus online at all of those services. Is that correct, Robert? Uh, he's our online guy. I feel like he's our producer in the room that I'm just like, is that right? That's is that true? Sh- you got to be over here. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's I, I like his couch over there now. It's kind of become his thing. Like it's conformed <laughs> to his rear end and uh, that's his space. I like it. Um, it looks like he's in counseling is what it looks it like. Does. And it's probably because he's in here with us. He needs to he be in counseling. He needs it afterwards. Um, but yeah, Christmas is coming and it's going to be. The music is going to be amazing. Oh, I cannot wait. The message is going to be amazing. That Maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll see. But the series, like the lead up, the series, it it's, it's going to be revelation 12. Uh, I, I've not heard revelation 12 at Christmas. No. So, but it needs to be, it, it's it going to be fun. To it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Dylan, any parting words? I'm going to ask you what we ask every guest is if you could leave one message for everybody to hear, say, this is your last time. Somebody's going to hear your voice, which is not true. Well, it might be. I mean, we don't know. It might be the last time anybody hears my voice. Um, but if this was the last time someone was going to hear something from Dylan, what would you want them to know and take away? I would say, so no one can see this. I'll, I'll show you because you'll appreciate it. So this is, this is my trackpad I keep on my desk. Yep. I have a black label. I like the, the 3D printed black labels. Yep. But I have a label on the top of my trackpad and it just says, keep moving forward. And regardless of whatever job I'm working on, whether it's, you know, you know, booking travel for me and Melissa, and I'm really frustrated with an on-hold agent, or I'm working on a project for a client, or uh, just whatever. Um, and, and you know, life is life. Life happens. It gets frustrating. It wears you out, tears you down. Um, keep moving forward. Um, if you've got breath, you've got a purpose, um, and just, just keep going. Um, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have hard days. But on those bad days and on those hard days, remember the good days. Um, because they're there and there's another one right around the corner. So just, just keep going. So would you say in the words of Dory and finding Nemo, just keep swimming. We are the same I would say, I would say in the in words of Walt Disney, oh, keep moving. Here we go. Mm. I knew you, I knew you would Gotta end. The Disney. I knew you would end with a Disney quote and I'm, I, you know what? And I'm gonna let the podcast end right there today. Hey, make sure you thank Dylan for all of his time and all the effort that he put into our podcast. Um, I'm super grateful for you, bro. So thankful that you've been a part of this journey. Um, without you, the make doesn't exist. It, it doesn't get to where it is today. Um, and we're better because of it. Uh, and then if you're a listener of the make community, do us a favor, share this, like this, uh, leave comments, go leave reviews for this, uh, and, and tell somebody else about the make community and do me a favor, go and make this week. Don't sit and take and help the world be a better place. And as Dylan just said, just keep moving. 